With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Back from the dead, I am. It's the day trippers. Danny's back dancing, Liverpool are back winning and I'm back wrecking Tripper HQ with coffee cups. Is it 2014 again? Why is there a DeLorean outside? I'm the ghost of Trev Downey and joining me in the hysteria frenzy bunker tonight are Stephen Daly and the young and the hipster quiffed Tripper Stalin, Phil Casey. What's on the line? We have returning guest and Guardian writer, Sasha Nakrani. Okay, we're joined now by friend of the pod and Guardian journalist Sasha Nakrani, who, along with another honorary tripper, Carl Kopek, has compiled a book which will be of interest to Liverpool fans across the globe. Uh, Sash, for probably about the 11,314 time across various media, would you mind just explaining for tripper listeners um, what We're Everywhere Else is about um, and what a prospective purchaser can expect to get for their few shekels? Yeah, I'm obviously more than happy to talk about the book. Um Pleased to do so. Um, so yeah, wherever we're off, it's a diary of Liverpool's 2014-2015 season. Um, what we, what myself and Carl 
uh, always stress, uh, which is very important, uh, is that it's not really about the football. So it's not a book that will depress you too much. Yeah. Um, instead, it's more a collection of personal stories. We've got over 30 different contributors involved, including uh, obviously Tripper's legend, if I can call him that, Trev Downey. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> uh, who's now risen from the dead as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slightly yeah. Um, minor miracle, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we've got over 30 people involved. And uh, the brief we gave them was, uh, we gave them a gaming from the season and asked them to uh, use the game, not to write a match report. That was a very strict instruction, not to write a match report, but to use the game to tell a personal story, um, whether it be about how they became a Liverpool fan or um, uh, just, uh, just something personal around the, around, the, around the team. So, for instance, Jay, James McKenna of Spirit of Shankly wrote a chapter about um, the cost of tickets. Um, he, he covered the whole the nil-nil draw with Hull in October 2014, and he wrote about the cost of tickets. Ian Salmon wrote about the win over Spurs in February 2015 and wrote a beautiful chapter about his father, who sadly passed away last year. And then we had, we've had chapters from people who live abroad, Daniel Warren, who lives in New York, Andy Gargett, who lives in Australia, um, and they wrote about what it is to support Liverpool from a, from a distance. And obviously Trev's written obviously about supporting Liverpool from Ireland. So it's a range of personal stories, which we feel gives a real kind of uh, complete view on, on Liverpool supporters and, and, and the different ways people support Liverpool and different way the club affects them. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the hook that really interested me about, as you say, not a, a season diary, but uh, a, a collection of, of of various perspectives on what what it is to be to be a, a red kind of thing. But what, what common threads um, did you notice, um, Sash, between the various pieces? Obviously, even the ones you've described there have sort of myriad subjects and and, and various wildly different perspectives. Was was there anything that kind of connected them? I think you could almost connect people in terms of uh, in terms of their outlook. I thought it was always, I thought it was quite interesting that those who live almost furthest away from the club and the most sort of optimistic about the club, and I think they probably perhaps appreciate it more. So Danielle's chapter and, and Andy Gargan's chapter and Trev's chapter to an extent as well, they're really optimistic about the club, and obviously they see the failings in the team and, and the way things are run. But there's a general sense that they still feel that you know this bond with this club located miles from where they live is, is a very special thing and they, and they really cherish it and appreciate it. And it's almost the closer the fans are to the team geographically and also in terms of how long they support the club, a little bit more sort of gnarly and worn out by the process they are. So people like Steve Kelly and um, James McKenna, who I mentioned, and Mike Nevin and a few others who are all from Liverpool. Um, they all have a slightly more kind of wary tone to them in terms of supporting the club just because they've seen so much been through so much and, and obviously just that little bit closer to it. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, there's also a lot of humour in the book. I mean, Neil Paul's written a fantastic chapter about uh, setting up the We Are Liverpool fanzine and he's obviously from the city and uh, but there's a lot of humour in, in his chapter and, and, and that's there as well. So as I said, it's just, there's no, I wouldn't say there's any specific common theme, but I think there's a real sense of every sort of different emotion you can have following Liverpool. You know, you can be quite up about it, you can be quite down, you can see the funny side of it. Um, you can see the deeply emotional side of it as well, and I'd like to think that's all. That's all there in the book. Yeah, you, you should. Um, you should really get some some insight into the negative, dark places. We can go to all the way over here in Ireland too. But uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. L- listen, I mean, you've probably been asked a million times to pick out favourites, like I've just done there. Uh, you know, and and clearly, obviously, I'm not going to embarrass you into saying that that my piece is your favourite piece. Sasha, I wouldn't do that to you, but. Uh, 
is there any particular <laughs> anecdote um, that, that sticks out? Like maybe something slightly humorous or something like that from, from one of the pieces that just comes to mind there readily? Um, yeah, I think just going back to Neil Paul's chapter, I mean, I've got to say, I've, I've mentioned this, I think, on the, the different AI pods, my wife's favourite chapter. She really liked it. And I, I do think it's one of the most sort of underrated ones. It's the one that uh, hasn't got a lot of mentions on Twitter and things when people have been uh, kindly praising the book. But I do, I do think it's a fantastic read. And I think there's a there's a great bit at the end where he's, uh, it's after the Newcastle game, I should say, in April, which we won 2-0, um, a rare, comfortable victory for us last year. And mm. Neil, Neil writes about, um, he's just about to leave the cop and he sees a woman um, pick up the fanzine and just start reading it. So obviously quite excited. So he pops up, sort of pops to the toilet, comes back, uh, and she's still still reading it. So, you know, just decides to watch her for a little bit, which may sound creepy, but he writes in a very sort of warm, <laughs> warm, yeah, warm, affectionate way in yeah. terms of, you know, feeling real pride that someone's reading his chapter. But then but then what he notices is that he's, uh, he's also scratching his balls at the same time and uh, <laughs> realises he probably does look quite creepy and uh, heads out the ground. But I thought that was a, gr- that was a great story. And, yeah. But, yeah, there's loads. I mean, I don't have a... I don't have a favorite chapter is a question we've often been asked myself and Carl I don't have a favorite chapter at all because it is kind of almost like Sophie's choice for me mm. but I would say for me the most kind of important chapter if I can say that is is James McKenna's one because I think it captures a real kind of crucial topic at the moment which is that sense of um, fans feeling sort of disconnected from the club because of how much it's costing to get in and that certain people can't get in and, and that's a, and it's a fantastic written chapter anyway but the topic's really important as well absolutely um the you imagine that book was probably conceived i suppose back at the beginning of of of, of last season so altogether more optimistic times even though maybe this season didn't start particularly well but certainly i presume the, the conception of the book was right, right back at the start of it so i mean when you start assigning uh, chapters to people to go with a particular game and stuff like that, the season starts to come fairly much apart at the seams. You end up with an altogether different book. Did you regret that or do you think the book is better for that? No, I, I genuinely think it's better for that. I mean, we, we've been asked this before and a lot of people said, oh, I bet you wish you'd written about the 2013-14 season instead. And I say actually the complete opposite because... Um, for me, I always wanted the book not to be about the football. I think there's obviously a lot of diaries, which, you know, um, focus on the football, and that's absolutely fine. And there's a lot of books about 2013-14, which focus on the football as they should. But this book wouldn't have worked for 2013-14 because, as you know, given how fantastic the team was in that season, it would have been weird to write a book about stuff that isn't about the team almost. So, um, so the season was was ideal for what we were trying to do. And I also went into it knowing that it wasn't going to be as good as 2013-14. I mean, I had a sense in the summer, and I talk about this in the conclusion, that uh, me and Carl spoke about putting the book together in June while watching Brazil play Croatia in the opening game of the 2014 World Cup in June 2014. And I knew at that stage, I just maybe it was my natural pessimism, that the season to come wasn't going to be wasn't going to be great. It was going to be slightly anticlimactic. You know, uh, mm. um, I'm not sure if Suarez had gone by that stage. He may have done, but just the sense that we couldn't, we couldn't uh, replicate what we'd done the year before. So I kind of knew it was going to be a bit flat, but equally I didn't think it was going to go as bad as it did. And there were stages during the season around sort of November. Then obviously at the, right at the end of the season, when I spoke to Carl and said little things like, you know, we might have to change the title of this book just to be a bit more reflective of the season. We might have to change the cover, which is quite an upbeat cover. Um, it shows the celebration from the, 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 you know, the famous celebration from the Villa game where the players fell into the fans and I said maybe we have to change all that because the season has ultimately panned out to be pretty depressing. <laughs> but um, we ultimately agreed that 
you know, we, we stay as we are with the title and also with the cover because although the football wasn't great, it was never about the football anyway. So, um, yeah, sorry to answer your question a long-winded way. I, I don't think the season affected the book too much because we were, we were never reliant on the results. Yeah. They were obviously absolutely shocking near the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, but they, they were happily just incidental to, to yeah. what people were writing about. Just... On one last thing on the book itself, like I mean, how did you find the experience? I mean, I imagine it was quite quite a headache at times. If if you have, for example, collections, there there, there are so many up and coming writers out there at the moment. If they're thinking of maybe piecing something together in the way that you did, um, what would would you encourage them, <laughs> or would you dissuade them based on your own experience? No, absolutely encourage them. I mean, I actually really enjoyed the process. Um, I, I essentially managed it all, uh, Carl. Now, Carl played a great role. He wrote five or six brilliant chapters and brought and brought people in as well. But I essentially managed it all. I was the one who kind of maintained the diary uh, and assigned sort of ninety eight percent of the chapters. And they they were I sent the briefs out and they were emailed back to me. Uh, the copy was emailed back to me and then I shared it with Carl, etc. So it was a full on process. But I kind of realised during the process I'm a bit of a control freak actually, and I quite enjoyed managing it all. And it was just a joy, you know, just getting the pieces and reading them. And, you know, everyone pretty much hit the brief. Everyone got what we wanted. And, um, you know, it was great when it was all coming in. And, we, you know, we knew as this book was building that we that we had something pretty special on our hands. And it was great to sort of have that knowledge and then be able to obviously release the book, uh, just, you know, a couple of months ago. Um, so, no, I would definitely recommend it to people if you're sort of organised and um, creative and have got the time then, you know, do something similar by all means. It's, it's you know, and we're just really thankful to absolutely everyone who contributed. You know, they did it out of their own goodness of their own heart and their own time. Um, and, you know, forever grateful to everyone to, to, you know, to take their own time out to, to play a part as well. Well, we're going to come back and get you to sort of maybe highlight how people can get their paws on the book in a few minutes. Mm. But just before to, to kind of move out of, 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 of wherever we're else, and then just one last question on a more general um, theme. Um, what's your journalistic take on the current situation um, with the managerial uh, uh, potential newcomer? Are you uh, more of a Klopp fancier if you had your pick or are you an eyebrow fetishist? <laughs> um, I, if I had to take a pick out of the two, Angelotti or Klopp, I would I'd personally go with Angelotti. Um, we've done the sort of young dynamic manager with the grand plan and it hasn't worked. And basically, I just want an old fella who knows how to win trophies. And I'm sort of fed up of <laughs> fed up of, you know, sort of jam tomorrow type thing. And it's, uh, I just kind of wanted some trophies. And I think Liverpool need a kind of gnarly experienced manager at the moment because they're, they're just slipping so far off the pack. They need somebody who can, who can just get them back on the map again, even if it's just a League Cup, an FA Cup, the Europa League, even getting into the top four fight, you know, even if he's only there for two or three years, but he has that sort of short, sharp impact. I think that's what we need. I have heard people say that the problem with Ancelotti, he's not a man who sort of turns ships around or builds teams he's a, he's a, I think someone described him as a finisher he's a type of guy who comes into a club that's pretty much ready to win trophies and um and just kind of puts the icing on the cake and we're not we're not really in that position the thing with Klopp as well Klopp is you know he's got a fantastic record but he won two Bundesliga titles I think in Germany he obviously got to the to the final as well with Dortmund to the Champions League final playing great football but I wonder is he a real significant upgrade to Rodgers obviously the people say he will but he is I don't know I just wonder if he's another gamble, to be honest. Um, I mean, all in all, it's a bit of a depressing kind of situation at the moment. Um, but I think Klopp is definitely angling for the job. I think these little briefings we've got in the press in the last few days, they're not, I don't think they've come from him directly, but they've certainly come from people around him. And he's obviously been happy for them to 
to speak to journalists saying, yeah, he'll he'll take this job if it's offered to him. So he's definitely keen. I, I don't. I think deep down, I don't feel Ancelotti is. So ultimately, if it's a choice between the two, the most likely one is Klopp. Yeah. Well, look, let's come back to uh, the business that we're here to talk to you about, which is wherever we're else. Can you tell us how we can get a pause on that? Yeah, it's on Amazon, which is probably the best way of doing it. So mm-hmm. you can, uh, just Google that and find that quite easily. And it's also in various branches of Waterstones, Foils, and what's the other one? Uh, WH Smith, I believe. And in the odd HMV as well. And we've seen it in the old Tesco as well. So um, so it's in those various places. But I would suggest Amazon's probably the best place to get it. You can get it as a Kindle as well. So, yeah, no, we recommend it. I mean... Obviously, it's uh, it's of last season, and we're sort of getting quite deep into this season. But uh, as I said, I don't. It's not really about the football, and I think it, I, I like to think it's quite a time that should, should appeal to to every Liverpool fan. Sash, it's Phil. Listen, is is there an audible version of it or an audio version of the book? Um, audio? No, there isn't. No, there isn't. No, right, because no, no, no. that that leads on to my next question. If you could get somebody to narrate one of your chapters, who would it be, and why? <laughs> The right one, what, one of mine specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, obviously, you could get the people who wrote the chapters to narrate yeah. their own chapters, right? Which yeah. would be, which would be interesting. But uh, just how you could pick anyone to narrate yours. Who would you go for? Well, anyone in the world. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, bloody hell! Uh, you put me on the spot there. I'm gonna say Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Only because I saw the Strata Compton film recently, so uh, that's in my head. So I'm going to say Dr. Dre, yeah. I think mm. he did quite a good job. He'd rap it, which would be exciting. That is, a, that's, I like that, yeah. Trev, who would you go? Uh, Everyone would say Trev. No, Trev. No, Trev, with your silky tones, Trev. Dr. You have to narrate yourself, Trev. I, w- I, would, I would get somebody with the most high, Joe Pasquale, i get to do more. <laughs> do you know that comedian is dude? This- is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask the same question. I, so I think he is. I don't know. I get him to do it. Some squeaky voiced motherfucker. That's who I get. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sash, really, really that's, appreciate that, the That's time. your plan for next year, Sash. Get people to narrate their own chapters. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Seriously, audio books are the way to go. Yeah. yeah. I like We're going to put music on wherever else the music is. So, uh, look out for that. Wherever else the musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Sash. Appreciate your time. No. Um, <laughs> I should have given you a few Andy's minutes there. T- no, Danny's tipping. Walk away. Walk He's away. tipping away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Trev, do you want to cut yourself another mini slice? <laughs> I'll, I'll cut myself. I just have a little, little bit. Oh, that cake is lovely. Yes, I'm, just, I'm just tipping away. Here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll just have a thin slice <laughs> and another one. Cut me off a sliver. Absolute concert. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's take a look back then at. Gluing his tongue Oh Jesus! It's just as well you watch the game so closely, Andy. You have to make up for it. Okay, so a bit of a review then of Liverpool three. Somebody too, Villa, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so basically, it's like you were never away. It's like I was never away. <laughs> so basically, the 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 way I was looking at this was uh, we was trying to get some initial responses from everybody. Um, you know, in, in so many ways, right? Everything changes with a win, and in other ways, absolutely nothing changes. You look at the nature of the game. The goals remind us of a year and a half ago. The defense reminded us of a year and a half ago. So look, the win's enjoyable, but. Do you, Steve, want to emerge from that game? With a, are, you, are you buoyant? Are you full of hope? Or is it just the situation at the top holding you back? No, I'll be honest with you. Villa were absolute poison. I, I was yeah. at the game and they were fucking terrible. Like one of the worst sides. I've I, I've been to a lot of nil-alls with Stoke yeah. over the last yeah. few years. <laughs> yeah. And these were worse. And they scored two goals against us. Like yeah. I, I always worried about um, Gestet. With um, up against Skirtle and up, up against our defence, basically, mm. and even in the first half, I was watching him off the ball and stuff like that. When when the play was away from him, he just looked he looked decent. Like he he actually looked decent, but they weren't they weren't utilising him in the first half. Um, and there was nothing about Villa. Like I mean, literally nothing. We we gave them a huge amount of possession back. Just stupid balls that we tried to play, or just silly passes. Uh, probably Emery Chan and, and Lucas were probably the two that stick out in my head, and probably the two that got most groans from the crowd. Um, in terms of the amount of times, just... that's really interesting contrast there between the live experience and the TV experience, because the feedback on Twitter and stuff like that immediately after matches how wonderful Lucas had been. You know, and, and, and yeah. you're telling me there there's a different No, there was action. plenty there was plenty of groans and, and um I actually didn't think Lucas had the worst game ever, but that's because Villa had nothing to, to, to throw at him. Mm. You know what I mean? There was nobody in there to, to the great white hope of Jack Grealish was taken off after whatever sixty five minutes because he wasn't in the game. England's Jack Grealish. Yeah, England's mm. Jack Grealish, whoever's Jack the fucking whoever wants him can have him. You know what? I'd be in no way more optimistic had he just decided to declare for Ireland today. Yeah, maybe he'll become something, but I've I've not watched him many times and thought there's a real player. But anyway, getting away from him, um, Villa were just so poor. So your overriding thing is they're so bad; it's hard to get too happy. Well, no, my overriding thing is they they're so bad and they still scored two goals against us, okay. and and we in no way looked like we we would close it out at two even. Mm. Like I was sitting there thinking this equaliser is going to come. Yeah, you know, Andy, I know you're you're keen to get into the details of the uh, game itself, um, but we won't do that just now. So, just a general re- reaction to the idea of a win. Uh, does it relaunch anything? No, because uh, we, we just look the three games at home as a sort of a, a group of games. A group, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like Norwich at home, who are horrible. Mm. Carlisle, who are in some mad division. Yeah. They were beaten by Newport at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And uh, what they lie tenth or twelfth in that league or something like that, yep. and then Villa who are who are probably next worst to Norwich. So we've got two draws and a win and a, a goal difference of one. Yeah, what's there to be positive about? Look, I know I'm Mister Positive. If I can look, if I can find something, I'll go right. Let's let's roll it here and mm-hmm. maybe oh that little glimmer of hope we can see something happening. I'm not going to get excited over that that win. Like I mean, if they if they lost. Like fans would have went below us, so you don't go from losing to winning that it's it's all good again. You know, yeah. it's at that margin. Although that's what our fans are a bit like at the moment. But no, fuck that. Like let's let's see how we we do on the derby before we start 
getting excited about turning this season around. Okay, fair enough. Phil, I'm gonna you can respond to that one quickly yourself, the just the overall feel of it, but we might as well get into the actual match itself uh, and talk about a few things that are actually good before we start on the <coughs> the inevitable. So just initially what's your response to that idea of is 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 there is there some sort of hope to go with that win? And then when you get into talking about Danny Sturridge for me. There's no hope. Excellent. There's just nothing. The there's a big, there's a, there's a big abyss that we're falling in. It's the black hole. We're just getting closer and closer and closer to just being spaghettified. Can we just put that over the admin with some music? That's <laughs> fucking perfect. That's wonderful. Uh, look, um, Danny Yanks thought he did very well. Worked his yeah. arse off, right? Look, uh, hey, hey, you're fucking killing my agenda here. Fuck yeah, you. Actually, you, you know, say no, say no, no, we're, we're going high level here. You did say storage, right? You said positives. You said positives. So I'm finding some positives. We can go in. spelled I-N-G-S? I don't give a fuck. It's spelled Danny. Anyway, Ings, storage, yeah. Looking back to his, yeah, yeah. Looking back, he's actually not. Just can I? Can I go back? No, shut that? the fuck up. You've he had a chance to talk. I'm talking now, right? He scored two goals, but he, he's Steve not on, back to his. Steve, I'll just edit you out there. Now. That's fine. Anyway, storage. Looking back to him in terms of the way he finished, he was moving quicker. He looked a lot freer. Um, did you think so immediately, or was it? Did he build himself into it? It seemed to. It seemed to just click with him. I thought. Yeah, pr- primarily. Yeah, look, but that's what's going to happen. The fella's been out for like a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like he's been out for as long as you have. So yeah. you know, it's going to take him a while to. But at least to, he's come back alive. Well, to be fair. Well, in fairness, this recording I've made of you from all bits that I've taken out of other pods is is, is working at the moment. Mm. But apart from that, like I saw people go on about the link up play again with Coutinho. There was maybe three or four occasions where it happened, and I think what's happened is we've been so utterly shit for most of this season. Right, yeah. That once we see one or two things happen straight away, we're saying, "Yeah, that's look. Look at the link up play. Brilliant. Look at this. Brilliant." More or less, what you said. The we seem to be a better attacking threat. But to emphasise Steve's point, Aston Villa are horrific. I I don't. I'm struggling to think of a team as that I've seen as bad as Villa Mm. were on uh, at the weekend. I genuinely, genuinely am. Um, and you can only beat what's in front of you and we made really hard work of beating them but did we? yeah yeah, like we yeah should, we, honestly, we, are, you, are you going by the scoreboard? Or no no I'm by... going by watching 90 minutes of football and, and, and you know you do get a different perspective on it at the game compared mm. to when you're watching on TV and we made hard work of it we mm. did you know what I mean? Like, was that the anxiety? You don't feel like back the, in, sorry Trev yeah go on, go on you don't feel like any stage we could have ran away with it like sort of thing no, but I, I didn't get that feeling even... even A 2-0, no? A 2-0, no. And as soon as 2-1 hit, it was just like, oh, bollocks. Yeah, well, you could hear that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I don't even... I just mean everybody just... You could see it in the players, you know what I mean? And, and um, Sacco probably spent, I'd say, maybe five minutes giving out shite. And we went up the other end and scored immediately, like within, mm. what, two minutes, three mm. minutes? And... Mignolet came running out of the goal and, and sort of ran up to Sacco as if to say, right, we're back in this, let's put that behind us. 
And Sacco was still saying, no, get off your fucking line. You know what mm. I mean? And he was roaring, like he was really like having a pop at him over it, saying, you need to do better. You need to come out and claim that. Because Mignolet, yet again, was, I, I understand it was probably Skirtle and Sacco could have done better. As well. I've not watched it back. I, I, I just saw it in, in real time. But Mignolet was really You mean from the first, first For the first one where it's put where across the face John, and Gastel gets in. And, there's, there's, and, there's and, that, that, yeah, Lucas's track at the cross and then it, looks it comes like, across it looks Sacco. Like Sacco probably could have cut it out. Yeah, he, but yeah, he could have, but he, he tried. He's expecting Mignolet to be standing behind him. You, you, your, your keeper should be a yeah. Like he, he, the keeper, unless the keeper, unless the keeper shouts you, you're going to deal with it, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I think. He should, he should. But my point is, your keeper shouldn't be rooted to the line either. Like what I mean by that is, your keeper is a yard off the line. He gets that ball. He just claims it straight know, up, and know. he still doesn't it's, get beaten at his near it's post. A, it's a cutback cross, isn't it? Like it's coming away from goal. And I don't think it did. I think, I think it came straight across. Now maybe I'm wrong looked, again. It looked fairly. It, looked fairly it, it did look fairly across. straight in terms of what comes across. But from I, I suppose I'm, I know I know we're talking. But look, you're, you're talking about the positives. You're talking about the, the whole That's thing. Oh, no, it's, we're it's going just, to come to defence. It's, it's just so hard having gone through the runner games and the runner results and the runner performance, right? Mm. Often when you come out of a bad spell, you get a scrappy win, and that mm. was a scrappy win. But uh, the, the disappointing thing is again, so like good. Andy said, like how Steve says, another shit team turns up at Anfield. Basically, shit teams are coming to Anfield. They're not trying to attack us, and we're struggling to break them down. There was times where you're saying to yourselves, if we take some, we made some better chances, and if we take the better chances, possibly we score loads. But like, how many times, how many games are we going to say, well, had we scored all those chances? You never score all those chances in a match. You never do. So it's about, there is that, there is an anxiousness now that's there between the fans and you can even see the players on the pitch. Like what you said, when when they get the goal back at 2-1, there's a nervousness. If if we don't go, I'm I'm convinced, if we don't immediately go and score that third there, that goes goes too well. They still score a second. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? We're talking about three teams who've come to Anfield in the last three home games and made no attempt to really attack. Yeah. Right? Norwich, Mm. Carlisle, Villa. Mm. And yet, four goals have been scored by those three teams with no attempt. They, so so we struggle to break them down. They're sitting back and, and not really trying to come at us or open up and, and go at us. Yet they still get their goals that, that shouldn't be happening and, and we still struggle to break them down. So, it's, it, you know, you think back to the old days of, say, a Rafa team or whatever mm. else and teams came and, and parked the bus. Well, then it ended nil all yeah. because yeah. we couldn't break them yeah. down. But there was no way they were getting a goal that day. It was Look, the same with West Ham, like the West Ham game. No matter any time they got a forward, it looked like they were going to score. Mm. That inevitability, that yeah. horrible sinking yeah. thing. Look, I'm going to be relentlessly trying to focus on the positive. Though, no, because, I, because, to, because to be fair, one of the things that alleviates that situation that all of you have spoken about is the fact that Daniel Sturridge is there and he is scoring goals and he can yeah. score goals. So we have that. But also the man beside him, who you alluded to earlier on, Phil, Danny mm-hmm. Ings. I mean, I think I fucking love that fella. I wouldn't go, uh, no, Trevor, I wouldn't go that far. Listen, what, I, what I've liked about him is he's mobile, right? And one of the big, one of the big problems that Rodgers has, has never tweaked uh, and, and never copped since he lost Suarez is why, why, why were they so good at attacking when Suarez was there? Basically because the lads who ran everywhere and went, and went everywhere and, never and were busy, up. right? Yeah. And, he's got, and he keeps signing fucking bean poles. And then he gives out that there's no mobility and there's no movement going around, right? The fella's a clown, right? Mm. So basically we've got... For the, and I, I said it on... I think I said it on Friday night. I said, I fancy our chances to bash Villa purely because Ings and Sturridge are starting up front and we've got a mobile strike force again. Mm-hmm. And it just naturally, mm-hmm. we're now, he, he, he likes to run, he likes to press. He's, he reminds me an awful lot 
of John Aldridge in that he isn't technically the greatest player in the world, but he works his fucking sock off. And, you know, he has a he has a threat in the box. I don't think he, he might be as good a goal scorer as John Aldridge, let's say, mm. but he has those good traits. He reminds him. me of Dirk Coat. That's, that's what he reminds me of. And I was saying to the people there the yeah. other day, just with that relentless work rate, someone that you, you couldn't have played Aldridge wide on the right I, I don't think maybe maybe it did happen at some point I don't know but but you know what I mean he never stood out as somebody that you know you could play Ings out in, in one of those wide forward positions no problem and know that he would give you something defensively well, I don't know well. he played he played it wide against uh, United didn't he yeah he was and he, he was, was uh, well listen he, he played, played he played he played wing back against yeah, United he was, he was covered he was was I'm talking about being able to play a wide forward position in the way that Sterling and Sturridge did in in that tree, you know but, that. Uh, no, like he's a, he's an out and out centre forward. You don't you don't do that to him. What they did against United, you know, no. he's going to be pinned back. Whereas oh, for his first it, game as you well, could, you could do it against Villa when you know, like he's playing it wide, but he's going to get up forward. Hundred like, percent. You're not going to see you like you're going to see a walk right from him, but I'd rather yeah. see and say Moreno playing out there against. Yeah, hundred percent. No, and you could do it to him if he'd played five games. Yeah, his first game in against United and. And you're asking him to do that job. You know but but I mean? again, it looks like one of those things that happens, sort of, um, whatever the reason for it is. But those two look like our best two up front now. Yeah. And it looks like something could really work. And Andy, when you free up Phil Coutinho to actually pass the ball to people, people who are making angles and making spaces and running in behind, yeah. in a way that, despite his best efforts, Christian Benteke is not going to do, oh. he's a different player. He's yeah. not shooting 89 times a game and oh. sheer frustration mm. so that, that oh. lifts the whole thing up yeah, doesn't yeah. it the well, whole like you unit don't, you don't have to have Luis Suarez in the team to play like the team with Luis Suarez in it that's it you don't like you just players that are, are, are pressing hard and running down they're forcing mistakes yeah. it doesn't take long for a defender to get a pain in his hole panicking on the ball yeah. before he starts releasing it a bit earlier and when you release the ball earlier you're not getting up you're not getting settled and the ball goes sprayed out to a fullback or whatever, and straight away there's someone else on them. So you don't get that from having Benteke. And I'm saying that Benteke is a good tool to have. It's a squad <coughs> game, you know, and him getting in and out of the team is going to sort itself out because you will have Ings picking up an Absolutely. knock or two, yeah, Sturridge yeah, yeah. picking up yeah. a knock or two. Yeah. You could play the three of them yeah. in some mm. games. Yeah. So it's it's not like we have to now concern about this £32 million player who's not going to play any games because that's bollocks. And there's a bit more dynamic to Liverpool Potentially, mm. if we were to get it right, fortunately, you don't have fucking much confidence in getting it right. But if you got the right manager and you know, change your manager, I think there's a brilliant squad there. And all it needs now is um, the managers for a bit more faith in the players mm. because he has some shackles. He's afraid of his own shadow now, Rodgers, mm. and he's afraid of losing his job. Has been for ages, and he and it's uh, it's obvious out on the pitch. You don't even get the players running over to the ref, and you know they're they're just. Playing with a bit of fear, and it's it's not it's not necessary. We used to play with so little fear with Suarez there, you know. And he's he has them shackled now, and it's to, it's it's unfair in the fans. Like I mean, we you know I don't like people abusing Rodgers, but it's unfair. Well, we'll we'll, we'll touch on that later on. Mm. We're talking about the difference between the team that went out against uh, Carlisle and the team that went out against Bordeaux, and the difference in the situation in the manager situation at that time, and what what influenced <laughs> it, but. Phil, I don't know if you want to move back the way a bit from the front and, and, and start talking about what the midfield looks like now behind look where, at, where we have a front two. Look, at, to, to, be, to be straight with you, I'm happy that we have a front two. I thought Coutinho again, 
the one thing I, I, I thought was very interesting Katina was dropping very deep into midfield to pick the ball up and, and run a run a mm. teams mm. so essentially like go this idea that Lucas had this amazing game right but, but he had nobody 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 got sat on Lucas like most teams do when they're playing against him and then just use his weaknesses as as a fulcrum for to, to give them a platform when, when they play against us and that's not taking into, that's not slagging off Lucas that that's just generally what teams do when he when he plays there it's actually what Villa have done to us on a couple of yeah. occasions in the last in couple of years and that's game, that's what yeah, they right, did the exact same right. thing with Gerard yeah. in in the mm. in the semi final last year yeah. they they put somebody on him um, and just outran him in the midfield and the season before as yeah. well which is, yeah. So look, I'm, I'm, he did. He, he can only play in what, what's in front of you. Mm. He played okay in terms of what he's done. Is he's, it's what you'd expect. Yeah. And this this is what I, this is what annoys me around the narrative. I think people got so lost in the fact that we actually won a match that if you stand back cold and look at that game a second time, you realise that it's it wasn't a brilliant performance. It wasn't an amazing performance. It was the minimum. That you'd expect mm. from a Liverpool team in a home match, mm. and you'd still Against be disappointed. Villa side, yeah, and you'd still be disappointed that we conceded goals. Yeah. So when I look at the midfield, Milner, Milner had the bit between his teeth because he's playing against his old club. I think it was his best game in about three or four matches for he us. Got his goal within two minutes. Got his as goal. Well, so his tail is lifts up. him up and the hold up. But again, it's Milner and Lucas as a two in that midfield, and only that Coutinho was dro- able to drop back in and augment them. I think that's what really helped him out. Yeah, right, Coutinho, Coutinho was deeper than Lucas even at yeah. times picking yeah. up the ball. Picking yeah. up the ball. Yeah. Here's a question for you, Steve. If you want to take it, um, what is James Milner? What am I looking at when I see James Milner playing um, these days? I, I don't know whether we know yet because it's it's been tough for him and, and he's had to play in, in different formations. He's had to play with different partners mm-hmm. all within a very short space of time. Now, I know you're a professional footballer. You should be able to adapt to different situations and whatever else. Um, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a decent box-to-box midfielder. I think that's what he is. I think that's what he was when he signed and I, I think that's what he'll continue to be. I don't see him as some sort of deep line playmaker. I don't see him as a defensive midfielder. I don't see him as being able to play off the, the centre forwards. I think you're getting a a box to box you know, higher premiership standard midfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, not the very top level, but you're getting a you're getting a good quality signing and, and I think he's a good addition to our squad. Do you think is it is it the Brendan Rogers factor? I mean what I suppose what I'm thinking is if there's a, if there's a change up, does he suddenly find himself not the automatic choice because he was back in Breno like a good thing? Oh, of course he was, you know, you and know. it's a manager. He's he 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 acting captain. He's, he's, yeah, he's 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 the standing captain at the moment. He, he, that see, manager he, has just brought him in and told him he's going to be playing yeah, central midfield. But you see where I'm going. Of course, of course, it is. You know, it, I can see him working in that area if he's got Henderson and Coutinho. But what happens when we're under the cosh and you do actually need a defensive minded player? Can he do that or? Um, no, probably. Well, I don't know. I don't know because I've not seen him there, and we've not tried to play him there. And and you know, regardless of what no. people think, I still don't. I still don't rate Lucas to 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 do it for us when we're under the cosh either. So you know, we we yet again are in a season whereby we don't have the player that we should have constantly say we actually need in that <laughs> squad. Doesn't mean we have to play him every game, mm. but we don't have a player that's capable of doing that job that's mobile enough mm. to do the job. Um, but but that's I suppose that's the bigger picture I think you were talking about positives there I think Nathaniel Klein was a massive positive on Saturday as well I thought Moreno was great and, and Moreno, and Moreno, was great too, Moreno yeah. has definitely picked up his game as well. yeah. he, he, he got I noticed an unwillingness to play the ball to Klein right a lot of the time ball came out from from Skirtle to, to Chan and he was looking for the ball to Lucas or he was looking to go back to Skirtle and I mean the crowd were scre- actually Chan got annoyed a couple of times 
and and let it roar back to the crowd as if to say fuck off and let me play my own really? game. Yeah, honestly, because there was a lot of times that Klein was Klein was nearly up on their up on their left back and mm. and and and. 10, 15 yards away from him, hugging the touchline, mm. looking for that ball early off Chan, mm. and he wasn't getting it. And but the there crowd, you go. There the crowd, you go. He's, he's shackled. He's afraid. Possibly so. Possibly so. He's but afraid what I'm saying because is, what, whatever Rogers is telling him to do, clearly Chan will play that ball out there. Yeah, he's, he's, not, playing he's not playing it. He's not playing it. We've seen he's it. He's coming we've inside to Lucas yeah. and he's going back to Skirtle, who's going back over the Interesting stack. Interesting. We even that, seen that, it with Gerard in the team last year with that obviously in his locker. Doing things like that, just yeah. going back inside. Like, yeah, they're t- and, uh, and and the it's crowd fucking were annoying. fucking. He's open do you know, do you know and what's interesting? And whatever it's, else, it's, it's interesting if you're saying that because I think we haven't seen as many of the passes that Sacco likes to play down the outside left to Moreno. Yeah, you know the way he, that pass was one of his oh, trademarks yeah. last year, oh, where it was always yeah. oh, down the flank to get Moreno on his bike and the yeah, whole lot. Take, and we take haven't the right seen, winger out. And yeah, just and put we're not seeing we're not seeing that that pass as much either. They're all coming back inside. He played a couple of absolutely smashing fucking seventy cross. 70 yard diagonal balls over to Moreno, Moreno. Yeah. Uh, smashing balls um, yeah. but but I'm talking about when the simple 10 yeah. or 15 mm. yard pass to, to, to Klein was on mm. he wasn't getting it and, and that surprised me and that was first half because he's probably he, like if he plays it into Klein and there's not very like there's not too too, mer- too far to go like if the defender reads that pass it's yeah. coming back on top of Chan so yeah. he's afraid yeah. he'll come back on top of him he makes the mistake yeah. and then he's the one he's the one to blame yeah. uh, especially if the manager has told him not to do that yeah, because exactly. then he gets a I told you not to do that you've yeah. done it hasn't worked and you've caused but this. Andy you're talking about shackles and, and, and fellas being held back and yet he's gone to his default three at the back and he's got what listen you, we mightn't agree here but he's got what most people will consider the three best people in there to man those positions mm. uh, we've got the two people we wanted on either side we've got Chan with the ability to move right and, and yeah. Sacco to move left and yet we're like we said earlier on we're conceding two goals now look I think yeah. I think there was an awful lot of shit talk those were incredible headers that was certainly that second yeah. one like you, you well, know, that's four goal is a horrific hack up though any one of us like, finishes that that's unforgivable for a defender but, Chan's not a defender so yeah, we'd, but, but, we'd give him a little but, but bit Twitter, but still, Twitter's full of like oh Sarko's getting out jumped look he, that's fucking incredible I know, no, no, no he didn't get out jumped sure that's if anyone has a spring on you yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. anyone that's saying that has never played football Ever. in their life clearly they haven't Gustav has the momentum coming onto the ball if I have to run on Sarko and I'm 5 or fucking 7 or something like that I'm winning the ball it's where Corsi like you have to run on them unless Sarko you just all you do is you get over him, and it happens all the time. You see smaller, uh, smaller strikers winning balls in the box all the time. Yeah, and so, Gested is not small; he's bigger yeah. than Sacco. To start with. What, what, the, what yeah. they're not looking at is the fact that Gested right is expecting the cross. All Gested has to do is run and attack the ball. Right, yeah. Sacco has to be aware of the player's movement. Mm. He can't. Well, like Sacco isn't going to just say bollocks this. I'm going to run and attack the ball like instead yeah, yeah, because yeah. if he does, he probably gets there earlier and buries it into into the into the Annie Road end. Yeah. But you've you will not see a defender do that because if he missed jo- to- times yeah. or whatever, he's out of the game. Yeah. And Gestead is also in. He so tries to get up. He tries the only, to. Uh, the only thing, and I, pro- I think to an extent, he probably tried to do is you try and disrupt the header. That's so what he, he, he tried to disrupt the player. He just, yeah, 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 absolutely. He just yeah, 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 block his momentum, and he tried yeah. to get up in front of him, but unfortunately, like Didn't he work. connected with it. Yeah, but back to back to the shackles, lads. We still got three at the back this is obviously his, it's Brendan's look let's throw this at it and try to yeah, yeah, stop the concession he, he knows it worked last season we're shipping goals okay. and he says the only time last season that we we, um, we, we didn't ship goals when we did this it's sad it's sad to think that 
we can't. He doesn't believe in front. himself. When we've got it, we've got the potential to have a fucking brilliant. But back we clearly can't Moreno. play a bad three either because we conceded two goals yeah. to a very poor team. So. Yeah. Uh, you know the idea of of of, of the caution—it's redundant. I do. You get that feeling that that, that those defenders do not trust Minule. Yeah, which, which, which is terrible. It's terrible, it's but it's probably to... justified as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not meaning to to bash yeah. him, but you know he was right. he, he was poor at the weekend. Right now, it's the yeah. formation I'd be using just to kind of hopefully get some points. So, but long term, it's a, it's a flawed formation. Of Long term, because you've you know you've a waste of a player at the back there. Unless you play, as Phil has said a lot of times on here and last season, you play Jan in the middle, and he comes he comes out with the ball. Yeah, when he's playing, I know he does come out with it, but it disrupts the shape when, when he's, he's on the right hand yeah. side. But if yeah. he can come out and you don't have like a hole midfielder like Lucas there, Jan becomes the hole yeah. player, and he comes out with the ball. And then you you bin Lucas and you you put in you know midfield with a bit more about them. Mm. Then it then it you know it possibly can work both ways and you you shore up the defence and then you you're good going forward. But but that long term is is flawed. For now, it, like, Trev, just just on it right. Roger's been at the club for four years now. Mm-hmm. Right, it's fourth season. We've yeah. never had a strong defensive, a prolonged strong defensive. Unit, unit, Ever. any stage, Ever. right? So for him to even think about being solid at the back is madness. He should be just thinking about how do I make this team score a billion goals a game, yeah. right? And then and stop worrying about the stop. Yeah, and stop, I know what you're saying. And stop worrying about the defense yeah. because he's not solving it. Everything he's done to solve it hasn't worked. So yeah. eventually. Forget about the fucking thing and just try to figure out how am I going to score loads of goals. That's, because what, that's gonna... what we all hoped would happen this year, wasn't it? That's, but I yeah. think what everyone thought was going to be the but default you know setting. He's under pressure. He's going to go balls out, and he hasn't. He's come. He's you know for a long time he's come out and he says mad things, or even he says things that sound great at the time, and then completely contradicts them. So during the summer you've got you know Chan's agent coming out and saying we sat down with the manager. He's this discussed. You know he's going to play centre midfield. That's yeah. he's going to be a key member for the squad this season. Rogers is coming out saying I've sat down with him and I've told him he can be a dynamic midfielder that di- dictates the game. Within three yeah. Premiership matches, he's reverted yeah, Chan like, out of midfield. But I've probably done the same looking at his performances. But we've never played. Uh, him. Uh, we've, we've never played him in the position him. that we he said that we're going to play him in. He said he was going to play him in a position As where he's going to dictate the play, and he hasn't won. So he's going to what they're saying is he, he's promised he's he's going to play him as the holding midfielder. Yeah, yeah so instead, um, sitting in there instead, with, with, with Milner and Henderson either side, you would have yeah. thought instead he and, gets him to play box to box and yeah. then then back to right centre back. Yeah, sure, he hasn't played as a number ten. Yeah, no, there that's, on one that's, game. that's fair enough. For, uh, you know, so that, that, yeah. but that's just one example of the sort of things he comes like. He loves to back himself. Mm. He loves to back himself, and he loves to come out with the sound bites about how. How brilliant he is at this, that, and the other. But you know, you, you have to earn a right to do that. Yeah. And 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 in the last eighteen months, he hasn't. Well, you if know? you're going to if you're going to stop leaking goals, you have to be more compact. Like he's never he's never set the team up compact. So like you've mm. got tight lines, and you know, yeah. as soon as the ball goes in between lines, someone nipping in. Yeah, he's never done that. So he's kind of done. He's he's a he's half down one. Finds half a hybrid of, of everything. So, so if you if you want to if you want to. Stop leaking goals. You play tighter lines and a compact and much more organised. And players don't get very loose. They're very Absolutely. loose the way he sets up. Yeah. But then when we do get the ball and you're supposed to be going forward, and you're supposed to utilise the idea that the way they're we set are up, loose and, and fluid, they don't go forward. They yeah. don't. They don't get enough bodies forward. They don't get. They don't. It breaks you know, down. Use the ball properly. And if they like, like I just believe that the shackles are on is a bit of a fear yeah. in the team. They don't do that. But so it's worse. I know what you're saying. It's worse than both worlds at the moment. So he wants to stop leaking goals. He has to set up more like. 
Mourinho does. I know it's not a great example the way it is at the moment or the way Rafa did and you just make it very, very difficult. You get players behind the ball and you keep your you keep yeah. your lines and But I go go sort of t- again, talking of the goals, mm. right? And and looking at the three goals that we scored. Right? All of those goals are the best things that we've done in terms of the way we played, the little interchanges between Coutinho and Sturridge, the outside of the boot finished by Sturridge, it's just delectable. You've got the, you know, you've got his other goal where he just cuts inside and he rolls a pass, like he, he uses, Sturridge uses the defender to to, 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 to disguise where he's going to put this shot mm. because it just passes around and into yeah. the empty net. He's he called a touch. Yeah. It's, a keeper can't, a keeper can't, um, if, like, can't um, predict where to dive yeah. if there's no back. Exactly. So, to hit, what it looked like to, to the cable was just another touch. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, those are the things that we need that should be harnessed that, and should be focused on and say, say, right, look, you know, we can do this. Yeah, we have I've, great I've, ability. I've, yeah. oh, hang on a second. I've got two mobile centre forwards here. Fucking, Jesus, I, I've completely forgotten about this. Mm. Coutinho just behind him, it, it's it's starting to happen. Even down to Milner's goal. Even down to Milner's goal. Yeah, nice Coutinho cuts inside, yeah. a little ball inside. Milner turns, hits it early. He hits it early as yeah. well. Guzan isn't expected to be hit that early. Mm. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a strike, it's in the back of the net. And you're looking at it, you're saying, it was a, it was, and it was a quick start. It was a goal after two minutes. All that year that we scored yeah. loads of goals, we used to score really early in matches. We used yeah. to hit teams, and it changes the whole complexion of how the game has to be played from then on. Because those teams can't just sit there; they're already one 0 down. Mm. They can't just sit there; they have to come at you a bit, which then leaves space for Coutinho to operate in. And if you've got two centre forwards, it also means that the two that 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 we don't just have one fella up there being marked by two centre backs on most occasions and then we wonder why he's isolated because when the ball goes up to him you've got two lads one fucking stands behind him the other fella gets in front and blocks mm-hmm. off the, the, the true ball to him so all those things are the good things that we've done under Rodgers right and, and that's what I'm saying to the, the, the match was a minimum for what we should expect mm. but again there's too many questions coming out the back end of it. There's too many. There's too many times that you're saying to yourself, "Fucking Villa, like they're absolutely shite," and we're still coughing up chances. Like there were, the two goals they score in the first half. There's that mix-up that goes on in the box again that drops to Gestead and he lets fly and it just mm. go. It, it yeah. went wide. wide Jesus, as that was horrendous to watch. Yeah. But that's not the first time we've had bad clearances in the boxes in the last couple of games. This is endemic to the way this team defends. It's not just. It's not just, you can't keep saying, oh, well, it's individual errors, it's individual errors, right? There's a re- there has to be something systemic for constant individual errors in every single it's game. It's a flaw in the, in the core defensive <coughs> philosophy of the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, you, it's players not trusting each other defensively. It happens second half as well between Sacco and Chan. And eventually Chan clears it. Mm. But they are literally. Who's are you what? kicking it? Was Who's like this Chuckle Brothers moment to yeah. me, to you, to you, to me. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's literally, am I doing that? And you know, that's, that's going to happen with that tree at the back. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It is. Because but it's it's just um it's a patch it's a just it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's well a, that's not even a tree at the back problem there formation. yeah like that that's not even a tree I I think that was from a set piece whereby it fell mm. because there were Villa players in the box as well if memory serves yeah we're right, always but, at it we're fucking always well yeah. well Dylan does, I suppose are we talking ourselves around because we're eventually we need to address the elephant in the room so we're very good are, yeah we do <laughs> are we talking ourselves around to the idea that not only are the tactics kind of um slapdash and emergency and what do I need today to get my arse out of this alive but all those selections because that's what really struck me with some of the recent games I thought the, the team 
that went out in Europe and the team that went out in the League Cup should have been reversed surely should have been a stronger team in Europe and when you think about the carrot that's at the end of uh, listen, we don't, the, the, we don't the draw idiocy, to Norwich the fucking idiocy of the selections that are going on in the Europa League to the fucking Carling Cup yeah. you listen, win no, the Carling Cup and you get into the Europa League mm. Like that, that's thick. He sees, yeah, he sees the, the I know, I know it is, but that, that Carling Cup team wasn't going out like that had we spanked Norwich on Sunday. That's, this is my point. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't. This is my you point. know what I mean? So the, 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 selection, the, of, the selection is not a long-term plan. No. It's, it's governed no, by no, no, it's, saving his ass. Of course it is. And why wouldn't it be? But what's, that, what's the point in him looking at the long-term aspects of the club yeah. if he's fired in three weeks? I'm like, mm. let's, let's bring this back in and think about the human element of it, right? He's a man who absolutely has taught every, we're not saying anything here that's new to him you sit down and ha- any one of us sat down and had a conversation with Brendan Rodgers now and went you know what you're doing wrong Brendan yeah. uh, you should stop playing three yeah. at the back and Lucas should you know he's thought of all these things yeah. he's a fucking professional yeah, I think manager. Are, I don't think we're, being, we're not being unfair been. to me either no, like, no. I, all along this podcast we haven't been unfair to no. me being, and no. like he well, Phil has. <laughs> Phil doesn't stand yeah, for the collective, yeah. but you know, no, but like, there, like I, I think he's showing a bit of empathy towards him, like yeah. you know, and I think he's trying his best. But like, I'm his saying, best not good enough. And you, like you say, if he's gone in three or four weeks or whatever, he's going to want to leave the club in a good position as well. He doesn't want them gone out of the league cup or I don't even you see know. it that way. I just see it as. He's like he playing the team to, that he will, thinks will win the next match game for him. Game. He's working from game yeah, to game yeah, at the moment, yeah. trying yeah. to win the next but match. But in the Europa League, you could afford to go over to Bordeaux and lose the game, you, and and still qualify through the group, or yeah. you could afford to draw or whatever. Like you know, you can get away with it. But if mm. they got beaten at Anfield, now I, I think it's mad to think that he he couldn't be Carlisle away his second string team. Of course it is mad. Of course it is. Yeah. But maybe I think they uh, he felt the pressure and he wanted to give the fans a performance and he wanted to play the the best players and he might have thought that I'll stick these out and they, we're just going to blitz these. Them. Yeah. But you know what we do this regularly, especially under Rodgers. He he has a little bit of a habit of doing this and it never works. We yeah. never go out and blitz a division, a League One or a League Two I th- side I, I, from memory. Anyway. I think when he's more secure. There's a, if he was more secure in this position there's a great chance that Rossler would have got a game against Norwich because he'd done so well in Europe yeah. and certainly he should be playing the League Cup but he's not, he's not, there's no sign of him I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm not even that bothered so, so, by Rossler look, but my, my point but, is but it's, 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 it's indicative of the mindset I, the mindset. I think you I think if you put a, a second string if you want to call it that side out against Carlisle you actually disrupt the psyche of Carlisle I think you put out a full strength side against Carlisle two things happen their game plan changes because they're back to, back to the wall mm. and they're thinking I'm up against fucking the top players here I want to put on the best performance possible mm. they start coming up against Jordan Rossiter uh, D- uh, Divock Origi you know all the lads that aren't getting in really you know whoever it might be that's in that side for the second string team mm. all of a sudden they think you know what Fucking doesn't matter for what Anfield we have a chance against these they open up a little they expand and all of a sudden you can you can punish them yeah. with the level of player that you have even if that means but, bringing a couple of your better players off the bench the whole psyche and the whole mindset of how they're set up is different yeah. and that's that's how I feel he should have approached it but he didn't because he wants to try and save his job what, what, so, you know, you, and he got it wrong what you're saying is basically what we've been saying all along and I'm tired and I'm really tired of having the same conversation about take the, a few weeks off no, no, yeah. about, about, about the selections about the players because it's the same problems over and over again, right? it's, it's ramped up to a new level. It's now, no, it's no, it's people have only copped on. <laughs> I don't think so. Man. They fucking have. I don't think so. The, all no, the things, I, I all feel, the things I, that I people. I've only torn on, on Rogers recently. I, I think but it's, it's, it's not because it didn't cop on. 
You know, like yeah. that, well, Andy, I'm sorry, but the, the things that people are giving out about now are the stuff that we were giving out about them for last year. Oh, yeah, and the okay. whole lot. In today, general, today was yeah. a, today was a great example of criticizing Rogers for stuff that has been going on since day one, and that's his comments in the media. Like it, it, it reached an all time fucking high. I know. Hysteria but that's today. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's that's it because that's because everyone is on board now. Yeah, yeah but so like, everyone, listen, during thirteen fourteen, we were sitting around here talking about him talking too much, and yeah. would he ever just shut up? Yeah, yeah. I wanted you know? him to shut the fuck up from day like, one. You know what I mean? Because it football will just bite you in the bollocks, and them them people that are that are taking down all these comments and all the media. They'll just archive that and they bring it up yes, they whenever do. the time and is then right. He's, one, he's and wondering why all his yeah. buddies from Fleet Street are now turning on him. Yeah. You know? and well, Brendan Rodgers is, is the biggest self-publicist here, right? Yes, of course and he is. He's, some of the stuff that he's come out with is, is, is a clear attempt by him to maintain his own face, right? In terms of this. Like the, the, the shout about if, if he's given the tools, he can do the job, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's trying to change what's gone on over the summertime because at the same time, you've got the, the, the same Liverpool journals back in August saying that the, Brendan Rodgers was more or less given free reign of the, uh, of the committee this year and these are all his players. It's the most surprising of all the quotes because it's Hodgson-esque and it throws lads under the bus. Yeah. And it completely abdicates responsibility. Yeah. But it, it, and I'm not going at him for for the quotes because, as Andy says, I've just stopped listening to him. Yeah. At this point in time, he's going to say anything to maintain the cult of Brendan. Yeah. I've not looked at a Rogers press conference from about three months into his no. reign. The only uh, the only way about I December see it is like vines and clips and all hmm. like that, and they, and they just but by about it's, December it's of, of like, his first season, I just realised you can't listen to this fella because Jesus, I have to I have to write about this most days, so I know. I, I'm actually slightly mental listening to it yeah. and that, but but this is why I said to you earlier on it has exacerbated over the last couple of weeks and the the insanity of it and the strangeness of the selection so it's like everything is just a slightly exaggerated version of what you said that we, I, the I things think, we used to pick up on I think you see that from every manager when they're under pressure yeah. you know what I mean you yeah. do and, and this is the first time he's truly been under pressure mm-hmm. even if he lost his job at the end of last season he wasn't probably feeling pressure in April. Mm. You know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It was just the calamity that was the last six or eight mm. games that everybody went, oh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a change. Now he's at the start of a season mm. when it's going badly. And he's yeah. looking at how do I get to May? Mm. How do I get this back on track and get me to the end of this season? Regardless of what happens in between, he's now on defend Brendan mode. But and, I, and rightly so. I, I resent the fuck out of this situation. <clears throat> I have to say, I resent the fuck out of it as a mm. fan who gives such a shit about every single thing. The fact that you just have a feeling it's this dead It's an inevitability. It's and can we not just move on to the next day so I can get invested again? But here's the thing. There, there every, are examples of managers coming back from the brink. Yes, there, there are. There are. Not many, but there are. Right, like uh, w- the classic one in England is Ferguson. He it's, was gone yeah. after five seasons. It's Mar- Mar- he was Mark on the Robbins. way. Yeah, he was Mark on the way Robbins out. Moment. The fans had torn against him and everything. Right? Yeah, listen, yeah. seven points from our next three games brings Rodgers back right around. But that's yeah. what, and that's but that's the type of see that's that to me is where if you actually look at what he says, all he has to say after that match on Saturday was, "I'm glad we got the win." You know, in in, in situations like this. It's just about getting three points. It doesn't matter how we get them. I'll take the three points and look, we'll look to improve and improve our defence and stuff like that. Not the madness that comes out. Yeah, no, like he's gone the exact opposite. He sent McAllister to do the pre-match and the post-match press conference after the Carlisle game. Yeah. Right? And then gets a win. as soon as he gets the win, Ben is back out with his gangster rap bling on yeah. and he's, yeah. you know what I mean, he's talking to everybody in the press that'll listen to him. And that's yeah. that's disappointing. But you know what? Let's Let's... 
honestly forget about that. It doesn't matter whether he whether he hates the press and never talks to them, or whether he comes out with shit week after week after week. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Doesn't if he's delivering on the pitch. I don't remember and, what it was like for Fergie at the time. Um. When he was five seasons into the job, none of us would. Like, it was, I don't, it was I don't match of the day highlights like, is all but, you got. But um, it all happened like you know at you know the right time for Fergie, like the way the money's coming into United and all that, and the way all these players and the in the youth set who came along and, and did the business for him. So like it clicked. Now for Rogers to turn things around, Fergie style. An awful lot it's of things that aren't aren't are completely out of his control. Like I don't. I don't foresee him sorting this out at all. Like, there was a stage where last season I was thinking, we did have 13 14. He did, he was responsible for it all. It wasn't just Suarez. He had them playing the way they were playing. We've seen last season, and he's continued into this season, part two of last season. That's that's why I'm so concerned now, and I can't even imagine a turnaround here. The only way this works in, in my mind is he gets us slightly back on track, and Chelsea have another wobble. Mm. And they have to wobble. They're not bringing Ancelotti back. So the other option is is Klopp maybe that comes in there. Okay. Um, but the thing is, there could be just enough of of an unsettling period with that that allows top four to open up for us. And the door yeah. is gonna the door is gonna open for somebody. Mm. You know, and uh, the way the way it's gone for City the last couple of games, like you know, at the start of the season, I felt that City would be the one that opened the door, and mm. then they they made a show fill out me, and they started off so strong. But you can see now, you can yeah, see the now once the couple of players are, yeah. and, and just because ju- ju- United are sitting top of the league, that, no, that, they no, shouldn't be top. That of league, mentalist you know? could drive them into the. But they no, you know what they've got? They've got three hard games coming yeah. up now. What if they got um, City, Arsenal, and Everton S- in their next? So the three? door is ajar if if we want to drive on through it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you, you know, know what? Our next six <clears> games, we've we've. You know, Chelsea away, and we've, we've a know. serious run of games. But the thing is, we we come out of that. It's unlikely, but let's let's call a spade a spade here. Right? We've we've had a bad run of results against bad teams, mostly. Mm. Our best football has come against the best team yeah. we've played. If for whatever reason we, we're a team at the moment that raises their game for the better teams, and we come out of that six games with I don't know, let's say thirteen points yeah. from six games. We're we're probably sitting second or third oh, in the yeah. league. And here, realistically, I mean, you know just I mean? think about it. That that would be every hard, difficult game gone for the yeah. whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then all every of a sudden, game he's becomes, able to... every game becomes very winnable. Like you've yeah. got all the teams at home. You've, you know, yeah. you, you've okay, got those hard so games out of the way. You've a completely different mindset on the on the team. Yeah. Um, you've got Henderson coming back. You've got Benteke coming back, which is giving competition up top. You you know you you start everything starts to seem more positive again. Well, so, reg- regardless of the likelihood of that, can I just say to you that having listened to you know virtually every uh, podcast in the world over the last while, this is the first time I've heard a discussion where there's not this inevitability of Brendan being gone very soon. So I don't think he is. So, so we we are actually talking about this season as a big chunk of games now. Looking forward to under Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of. Like I think that now would be a great time to strike. You know, now would be a great time to start because if you had a new manager come in when you have all these difficult games, you know the way the team um, raised Oops, their game yeah, for a new manager, yeah. and the uh, the like the hysteria would flip the other way. Yeah, Klopp, if he came in as the only manager that would get unanimously the fans behind them like it, yeah. it, it would just turn on its head completely yeah. and it, you'd have everybody with baseball caps and glasses in the crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the club selection of the fans club but <laughs> while all that mad shit's going on which you would have that yeah. you know while all that mad shit's going on we're playing against like 
uh, City away, Chelsea away, Spurs away, everything away. Obviously, it's not going to happen before everything. But that would be a fucking great time for the change to happen. Yeah. And then when you're you're coming up to Christmas there and you're you're getting into the business and you know you can go into the back end of the season where all them teams are home and you'd have a great chance mm. of doing something. We won't do it under Rogers. If Rogers turns things around, I'm only waiting for it to stop, for a team to cop on, come to Anfield, and then lead the um, set the precedence for the rest of the thing teams coming. The Swansea, the Swansea did, yeah. yeah. And it's constantly but fucking happening, you know. You know, it's it, it is. I've I'm firmly in the belief, and I said this back in the summer that he will be here till next summer, mm. unless a complete yeah, and unmitigated disaster happens. Cluster. He's he's very much he won't rock the boat against FSG as we can see. It's everyone else's fault, but not the club and the owners and him are great mates, right? So like he's out there, he's he's been very clear to not piss off his employers. Well, who's the who was the dig at about the tools then? The players, the players. He's been given the tools. Yeah, he's just that he's throwing his players under the bus there. That's there's no other way of interpreting. Yeah, but I know what Andy's saying there. No, but that's 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 not the players can't give him the the players are the no no Andy Andy that's that's not FSG. He's not he's he's not having a pop at the owners. He's having a pop at the people who are who are helping him on the transfer committee. Yeah, I think I think that could be more of a maybe he's just talking or shy. But he doesn't know what to say anymore. Like he shouldn't have said it. Full stop. But all I'm saying is that. He's going to be here till next summer, barring a complete and utter disaster and a breakdown yeah. in, in performances, right? Quite possible. So, yeah. you know, people need to get over it. Klopp will be at a different club by the time Brendan Rodgers is, is, is being taken out of the job mm. next summer. Mm. It's, a ma- it's a mathematical thing as opposed to a, yeah. a sort of um, just them reacting to fan hysteria. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're looking at it and saying, we are only whatever, five points off the top. And, the, and only, the only thing well, I'm, they need to, I'm sure they do and I think they're clever owners and I think they're looking at points more than position in the league. Position in the league is just false. Like, you yeah. know, because at the end but of the season, somebody pointed out if you, if you work this out over 38 games, we finish 25 points off the lead. So that's the other way of looking at it as well. It but, is a very small gap to the, close the, but based on our form to date, there's nothing that suggests we're going to close that gap. In fact, it will only continue to work. The only thing yeah. that kills him early is poor performances which stop the crowds going to Anfield. And you could see the amount of spares that were available for Villa, which I hasn't happened. I couldn't get rid of... I had a spare ticket um, in, in with me. I couldn't sell it before the game. I ended up having to ring the fellow who'd given me the spare to tell him to come in to watch the match. Right. And then... Yeah, that's, that's, and then that's the truth. There was, a, there was a queue and the stewards were telling me to not sell my ticket the people, even though I was still trying, but the stewards were saying to me, "There's a couple of hundred still at the at the box office." Now, truthfully, in the ground, it didn't look like there no, was a lot of empty seats. No, but there is, and as soon as that happens, yeah, that's that is the worst sign for him because if the crowd stop turning up in the way they did for Hudson, mm-hmm. then uh, that will force FSG yeah, to act. A, that will take now. wretched results, though, because yeah. because we have got stories. But we have and we have had wretched results. Yeah. Oh, he, like they're already just, there's yeah. general tickets on sale again for the Sion game on Thursday, which you'd expect. Ah, well, that's that's you know if that we if, if 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 we lose the derby to Everton, mm. I know we're going to talk about it now, but if we lose it right, and it kicks off the runner a strong a runner results that aren't great, then you'll be able to pick up pick up tickets no problem. Like you can already do it at the moment. So yeah, well, mm. look, that kind of uh, sets us up nicely to talk about the games that are coming up and the two games we have coming up next week. Right, we start again um, without the cake fart introduction from Andy. Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> cake farts, guys. <laughs> Look it up. I, 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 I go again with a the tag there. Start a third time, maybe. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah, yeah. Why uh, can't you mention cake farts? Because 
It's really well, horrendous, and people will Google it and then go, "What is wrong with those disturbed cunts?" Yeah, but, but, yeah, no. but like, and it wasn't Andy sitting on the cake. No, well, let's Skill the cake for its own. Okay, they try to distance us from us. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, if no one else yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so to look forward to the games to come up, then um, we've got our home tie on Thursday in the Europa League against Sion. And then we're away in Goodison on Sunday lunchtime against Everton. So uh, I suppose we should look at the two teams that are lining up to play us. Uh, we know a little bit about Everton's form. Um, they're even poorer than us. Um, I think nine points they're on at the moment. Uh, two points behind us, Eddie. Yeah. What, 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 what? Well, it's still going to be two points behind us tonight. With the result stayed away. It is 2-1 to West Brom. 2-1 yeah. to mm, West Brom. Okay. So, uh, if, if it's possible, then we'll come across a team who's even worse form than us. That's something. Um, what do we think about uh, the two games coming up? Do we know anything about Sion first? Absolutely not. Excellent. <laughs> They're from Switzerland, aren't they? Yes. yes. Um, we played them before. Played them before. Yeah. Played them before. Brilliant. I think I might have went to one of them. Listen, truthfully, right? I did actually. Yeah. You can. We could all pretend we know loads about Sion mm. because we could have read up today and yes. said, "Oh yeah, they're actually uh, currently fourth in their league with yeah. their goal difference of whatever." But truthfully, nobody knows fuck all about yeah. Sion. You know what I mean? Well, the Cyan fans do. The Cyan fans know a fair <laughs> bit, and and they're opposition fans. So maybe we should have got maybe like another. Swiss League on you know you know Red Bull Strasbourg or, or someone like that is that not the Austrian League though what it's actually Salzburg as well yeah. <laughs> Strasbourg is in a different country so Red Bull Salzburg are, are a decent side yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but I'm just saying like is, you know, but is it, is, it also, is it also fairly indicative of like is this one just a given like what people are expecting a home win well and we absolutely are right to be expecting a home yeah. win here these, these should be the whipping boy of the group yeah but, oh, well, they beat Ruben Kazan, didn't they? Yeah, but like, that doesn't matter. So Ruben Kazan are the whipping boys of the group? We're probably the whipping boys <laughs> of the group, let's be honest, because he'll continue to play third-rate teams in the in the Europa League. Probably. Do you expect to see that happen again? Do you expect oh, that, really, that? No, I, I think, put it this way, if he was willing to go balls out against Carlisle, if he doesn't go balls out against these, it absolutely tells us that he's no interest in the Europa League yeah. this season ahead, yeah, no, which, is, which is worrying, because it's a winnable uh, competition. Yeah. I'd expect I'd expect a couple of changes, like you know, few changes. With the I don't mind that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know you what know. I mean. He should be looking. Okay, he, okay. Origi might come in mm. instead of Storage. You know what I mean. He might look to give Storage a break. I'd um, have to give Storage a break. You'll have to, you know, he probably because Ings hasn't played a lot of games. He'd probably stay. Joe Gomez team. probably comes back. Yeah, in. yeah he, but they're they're they're. That's what the whole point of having a squad is. Lelana comes in. That's not a that's not a drop in a sense, right? We may not want them starting in our best eleven, but that's the whole point. Yeah, it shouldn't be against Sion. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know th- I mean? they're fifth in the league at the moment. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it wasn't a bad guess at okay, fourth, was okay. it? <laughs> and the recent form is loss, loss, win, win, loss over the last five oh, games. I see. So they're more or less like ourselves. They've scored thirteen, but conceded thirteen, so they can't stop goals either. Okay. And their 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 win draw loss ratio is a bit of a formation. It's four two four. So. It's going to be three all. Is what you're saying? It could well be. Yeah, it could well be. It could, like you know, you'd fancy them to score a couple of goals against us, mm. and then can we score a couple of goals against them? Um, yeah. And look, at the end of the day, once we win, would you play Danny Sturridge? 
Would I play storage? Against Cyan now, because we'll talk about no. Everton in a bit more detail. No, not, not a hope I'd play storage not against a hope play storage. Cyan. And, um, and Danny Ings can't start. He played the, the full length of the match the other night and then... I uh, think he can. Well, he probably he, Ings, Ings starts for me. Really? Is Ben likely to be back for the derby? No, I'd, I'd, no. I'd, I'd start Ings and Origi up front. I'd more or less replicate, try replicate the forward setup. So as if you're playing Lalana, you play Lalana in the role that Coutinho played, yeah. and you play Ings and Origi up front because yeah. looking at Origi being a, a younger version of Sturridge, let's say, yeah. and try to get a couple of goals for him going there, and then you can put Gomez in as look at you assuming tactical Nicole. coherence as if it's a thing that happens. No, but I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think hang on, you're you're, you're uh, making a mistake here in trying to make some sense of <laughs> yes, something. Yes. <laughs> but, Surely we will adopt the scattergun approach, and whoever grabs whatever jersey, that's the position they play. <laughs> Joe Allen plays. Yeah. I'd probably Allen, yeah. yeah, I'd probably play roster as well. Mm. I'd start. I'd I'd leave Skirtlin a bin. Um, start Joe Gomez. In either a three at the back. Oh, I'm saying Gomez even in a two. Colo's three. Colo as well, yeah. Colo. I'll probably play Colo. Gomez. So Skirtle starts with Gomez and Colo either side. No, I wouldn't have Skirtle. I'm Skirtle. not saying what you have, I'm saying likelihood. Yeah. Skirtle still starts. Yeah. Skirtle's bound to start, then maybe Sacco. Milner will start. Colo and Gomez, either side of Skirtle, and then the full backs. They more or less picked themselves at the moment. Like, you pro- like if you're going to play Gomez as one of the centre backs, then. You're you're more or less stuck that we've only got two. When is Henderson there. back? Is there any word on that yet? She broke his foot. Uh, uh, yeah, he's oh yeah, eight fuck, weeks. Fuck, 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 fuck. So that's that's. I I wouldn't like to change the shape around too much. I'd have uh, roster. May I, I I wouldn't have an issue of starting roster and Allen in the centre midfield. Mm. At least there's loads of mobility. Listen, and they should still be better than whatever Scion have in the middle of the park. Of course they should. Yeah, you know that's not should. how it works. And they but are. The, in but that's, truth, that's, that we should be we should be able, and, and it's still a fairly strong team that's going mm. out there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, so much for that then. Let's talk about let's talk about the derby. That's the one that we're really focusing on. Um if you accept that it's gonna be our strongest side, then fill in the derby. Um that changes that discussion slightly. Um what is it? What's you? our strongest side in the derby? Mm. What do I think it is or what what's it going to be? What's it gonna be? It's gonna be the same as what we played last week. That you reckon it's the same as the the last yep. league side? Yeah, we'll have Lucas and Milner again in the centre mid- midfield, and it'll be a much bigger challenge than what than than what they got out of Aston Villa. Yeah, because the one that Martinez will want to win the derby. Yeah. He's going to put Barkley onto Lucas, isn't he? Absolutely. And why Absolutely. wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, Lukaku, uh, Lukaku, what he wants to be is ten, ten times to... the the forward that Gestead is. Yeah. Mm. He scored again there. Tonight. Like you seen, and you seen. Remember the headers he scored against us in, in, in other derbies. I'm, I'd be nervous about what Lukaku could potentially do to us. Okay, I don't think Everton are actually is, but I, I, well, I've watched them a couple of times this season. I saw, saw a couple of the matches um, in full, and I've actually liked what I've seen. Mm. You know, uh, they, well, they look good against Chelsea for sure, but and against Chelsea Spurs. were awful. But against Spurs, they looked good as well. Yeah. Um, and what was the other match I saw? I saw the Chelsea game. I saw the. Uh, Spurs game. I'm trying to think what the other match was now off the top of my head. I can't, but but um, they, they looked they looked decent um, because of, as I've said many times, a couple of my good mates are, are Everton fans, mm. and they were absolutely slaughtering Martinez at the beginning of the season. Mm. You know, actually, it's funny. A lot of Everton fans have the same disdain for Martinez for for nearly the identical reasons. Um, 
that that a lot of Liverpool fans have towards Rodgers. Yeah. You know, him he talks too much. He's overly it's positive all the time. That yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. with constantly. Southampton three, the the beating yeah. Southampton three. That's the other game you saw yeah. where they were at, uh, very yeah. impressive. That, it was, that was an early Saturday yeah. kickoff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, I mean, that is the other game. There has, saw, they, right. certainly their their best performances have been better than our best performances. Yeah, yeah. yeah like my my point is, we still stand over the fact that apart from maybe. 10 minutes of decent football on Saturday, 15 minutes. So that's 60 minutes of good football this season. Hmm. They've had, let's say, 270 minutes of decent. Hmm. You know what I mean by that? I know it seems like a stupid way of, of putting it together, but what I'm saying is they've they've gone out and put good 90-minute performances together where they got a result at the end of it. Hmm. And we've yet to do that this season. Hmm. The only thing we have going for us, Andy, with it is that traditionally, so well, it's not traditionally, but in the more recent times... Um, Martinez is a bit windy in this derby. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, like I was just going to say, know. he hasn't used the derby to get the fans on side yet. Yeah. He hasn't sent them out like animals, like yeah. some of the previous Everton managers. Like So things weren't going well. Moyes was excellent at that. They were hovering around the bottom mm. half of the league and Liverpool were doing a small bit better. And the managers are up the game and he's fucking, he's had them out like crazy cunts. And we've, we've dropped points. Yeah. But at the moment you just wouldn't know we're very bad and they're, they can be good or bad on their day like as we've seen they've beaten Chelsea and that and they did beat Chelsea didn't they yeah yeah. so so yeah I mean in, la- in recent games recent games since Martini's been in charge no they haven't and he probably won't use it as uh, as a game to get the fans inside but still on, on the day just for a game of football like I feared him. Before that game of football, I, I spoke to Phil a few minutes ago, and I used to talk about like, oh, okay, we 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 expect the team would be the team that, that that went out the last day. Course, what yeah. tweaks would you like to see personally to in, ensure that we have a better chance of getting that result? Uh, well, I was just saying earlier, I'd stick with that three at the, the back three, because yeah. I think it gives the best chance of not leaking goals because we don't seem to be able to play back four. That's that's tight. So you stri- stick with the three. I'd stick with it, and all you're hoping is that when we present them with the chances they miss. Because okay. that's 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 how we ride our you know, that's how we don't concede goals. Mm. We don't play games where we don't give the ch- with the opposition easy chances. We just hope that they're wasteful at their chances. And we have a day where Storage turns up again and he, he scores a couple well, of goals. Well ahead of them, is there any is there any change you make to the lineup? Um now looking at the bench there last week there's there's no one on it that gets so in. So you'd really, have you'd have the two in front of the tree with the two wide of them, you would? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what? You basically you'd leave the fullbacks in situ. Yeah, you'd leave, course, the, yeah, you'd yeah. leave Lucas and Milner. I would. I would. You would. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't really know what changes right at this moment in time with the injuries. To we could. We could. Yeah. 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 Like I, I think if you look at their middle three and our middle three, you're saying man for man, we're actually better than each of them. You know what I mean by that. So you're looking at, or, or at least, I don't think Barry's any better than Lucas. I don't think yeah. I don't think Barry's going to be any better at at uh, containing what Coutinho can do than Lucas will be with Ross Barkley. Yeah. You know. Now it might come down to just some uh, individual brilliant play on the day, but but nine times out of ten you'd back Lucas to do a better job on Barkley so, than. But, than do you, but are you just saying that because you feel like Andy that we're very curtailed in what we have? No, no, no. Him. I'm just being. I, I think that's what's going to set yeah. up. I think it's going to be Milner, Lucas, Coutinho. That's, I think that's going to be your three there with with Ings and, and Storage up front. Is, is it what you'd want? 
Yeah, probably at this moment yeah. in time. The, like, the only option is to maybe play Joe Allen in there, who I don't really rate no, fuck Hugh, that. highly. And he, as we've all agreed, he, he, I'm just talking about options. Yeah. I'm not saying but what, what, if, what, if, what if the kid comes in and does a great job? Rostro comes in and does a great job against Sion? Listen, uh, one thing about... Well, see, this is when Rodgers used to have a set of balls. Yeah, this you is know, the worry, isn't This it? is the worry. Yeah. So, you know, before, he might have put, uh, you know, a, a sprung a surprise on us and put Rossiter into the middle of the park there. Mm. And he goes and has that typical... You know, Liverpool Derby, you know, Merseyside Derby appearance for Liverpool and he puts in a real good performance. I think he's scared shitless that if he gets that wrong, two things happen. Number one, yet again, he puts himself under pressure. Number two, he ruins it for the young lad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think he's looking at both of those things. So in my mind, it's it's Barry, yeah. Barry uh, fucking McCarthy and, and, and uh, Barkley against Lucas, Milner and Coutinho. And I think yeah. our three outperforms their three. I think they will be worried about the fact that Danny Sturridge has just scored two goals at the weekend. Um, and Danny Ings won't leave them alone, basically. Danny Ings <coughs> will run all day. There's a Derby player for you. Yeah. Like There's a man yeah. who can make a yeah. hero of himself. The same way Naismith could for them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I think like Danny Ings is a Derby player and it's... We, we've kind of probably lacked that in the last few years mm. because it's not like... It's not like it was... Mm. You know the way the way we've beaten well the, the most impressive one at Anfield the five now, yeah right? I mean was it four five not in my mind twelve anyway um the way we beat them that that was like so on derby yeah you know like it was just we played beautifully and they were fairly shit like you know and they didn't even kick us around the it was park a total mismatch yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you changing <laughs> yeah you, you seem to be implying you would so what would you change. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd still want I still want to see us deploy the diamond. I think we're better off in the diamond than we are in that three at the back. And, and who's in that for you? I'd, I'd have um, Coutinho, Milner, and uh, Chan as the three middle players. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably bring for, for the same reasons. Even though I'm not his biggest fan, but for the same reasons that Andy's mentioned, Ings, I'd bring Lalana back in at the tip of it, and have Ings and Lalana. I think I think Lalana in those type of games probably scores goals. Okay, mm. he tends to score goals in in, in matches that you know, mm. you know have some type of weight to them, um, and then at the back I'd have, I wouldn't have Skirtle. I'd have I'd, I'd start Gomez at right centre back, and I'd start uh, the two full backs in Sacco. I'd, I'd 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 I want to bed that back four in. That's who I think that's probably our best back four that we love have. to see it. Just it's not like it, but, yeah, but I just think it's not all. It's not just personnel like with mm. with the way we're set up. No, like, no, no. It's, by playing. It, Far at the back, we're exposing ourselves to the, the aerial presence of the Kaku. If, if I have, but with Chan playing where I am, playing him in, in the diamond, I, I, I go back to it, Andy. He I, drops if, in. He drops in, and it becomes three at the back when mm. when 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 they're breaking against yeah, us. Yeah. Um, and Gomez is right centre back, and Sacco becomes. Gomez left is in. well able to look after himself, yeah. and and you know what, we're looking at John Stones being spoken about as one of the best things mm. centre halves of, of yeah. the generation or the new John Terry or whatever people are throwing his way. That's come because Martinez has had the balls to mm. put him in the side and trust him just to play there. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, everybody looked at, uh, you know, sort of a natural centre-half partnership for, for uh, Everton and it wasn't, it I, wasn't I, look, Stones in there. The, the, type, the type of player Gomez is, I think he, he'd be a natural partner for Sacco. They both want to go and attack balls. The, he, he has plenty of pace about him. You're not worried about a ball over the top if Lukaku is playing. Mm. Plenty of physicality. Um, and I think he's a better option to, than, than I, I think potentially he, he, he's a much better fit in a back four and I'll say it again every defence that Martin Skirtle plays in scores concedes loads of goals so like I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is remove the common denominator all the and time and see is that see at least see is it that yeah 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If if he comes out and and the, if we the co- defense if, ship shores if, up a little, if we go out trade the back and we're absolutely gash, right, and we lose, he's still in the same amount of trouble as if he goes out and plays forward the back and tries something that may not work but gives people a, a glimpse of what the future is. Okay, flip side. Mm-hmm. But I don't let, think let, I don't think like the majority of fans are calling <clears> for that exactly. I mean, I know it would show. It would show a set of balls, and I mean, I'd be impressed if he if he did something well, you, like that. Well, well, you, but then you, you, you would you, see if they were beaten and they were beaten heavily. You'd be like, why has he decided to throw Gomez under a bus? But you'd hear all, like, to be a negative spin on it. I think it'd be the wrong time now. Well, well, and you, you, answered, you answered the question then. If it's if it's a situation where, look, let me ask the daft Bill O'Hurley, a deliberately daft question here. Is it possible? Is there a chance of redemption here for the manager if he does make a few tweaks along the lines of what Phil's suggesting there and it works? Is there a possible way back yes. okay, yeah there definitely is because yeah. like as soon as I see something that suggests or that hints that we might he might have a turn around him, yeah. then I'm, be, I'm back behind him like, yeah. like I haven't buried the fella but right now I just don't see anything yeah. but if all of a sudden like in the summer I was clinging on to the hope that things would change Yeah, we've come into this season and things haven't changed and he's still in protection mode like he was last season he's still trying to keep his job he's still trying to he's still windy so if you decide to do it eight games into the season or seven games into the season, then you're going, right, fair enough. It took him seven games longer than I thought it would. And then I'd be right in behind him. Because I think if he does, if he does, if he goes back to the way he was and he sticks to this dossier that he sold so well, he thought he sold so well to all the fans, um, then then he could be a, a fabulous manager. Like, you know, if he keep, if he was learning and he kept he kept it going and he and he doesn't um he doesn't bottle it. So for you, there's yeah, a way yeah. back. Still for you? Yeah, yeah. No, there is because let's ask <coughs> yourself this: What is the reason in the last f- four weeks? Because it really is only in the last four weeks that things have turned on him mm. properly. You know, from from a, a small section of fans to a, a large collective of fans. Yeah, it's the fact that fans have stopped believing he either knows what he's doing or that he has a genuine plan in place. Mm-hmm. That's why people mm-hmm. just feel. Well, if you don't have any plan and you're just pissing into the wind and hoping for the best, then let's move him on and get somebody else in who yeah. does have a plan. Yep. So the truth is, if he comes out with a, let's just talk about, say, Joe Gomez in a centre half. If he comes out with the idea, listen, I've decided I'm going to try and play the way I want us to play regardless of results. I think a lot more fans would get behind him. It wouldn't bother me for us to be on the amount. It's not the amount of points we have that that's pissing me off. It's not a bad tally. We're, we're three points off what we would normally classify as Champions League form. Mm. Two points per game normally gets you Champions League. We're only three points off that at the moment, mm. albeit seven games in. It's the way we've played. It's it's the fact that from game to game we're swapping formations and it doesn't look like oh we're being very clever. It's like what's the next fucking thing that's going to work? So what you, might you, so you start seeing a pattern back, you start out a you bit You start of believing in the manager yeah. again. The players okay. start believing yeah. because surely that affects the players as well. Phil, last word, do you uh, see any redemption for Brendan here in this situation? No, but you're asking someone who, say, who said to you back last February yeah, when that was home, that I wanted rid of him. Mm. He's just not good enough. Mm. The, 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 the blindfold have gone off most people. They've, they've seen that he's, he, it, it's, all, it's all words very little actions and there's nothing really to back it up and we're going to be I can t- guarantee you we're going to be having the same discussion as this season goes on purely because nothing's going to change really and until he's gone alright I'll do mm. many goals do you reckon we'll score at the weekend Andy? two Max two Steve for the derby yeah uh, three 
I think I think we might score a few. I think if we're Ings and Sturridge up front, I'm reckoning. I think it could be another three two, like yeah. the one that yeah. was it three two that Joe yeah. Allen. Are we doing missed? predictions? No, we, we do don't do predictions. we don't do predictions anymore. Do you remember we got rid of predictions? We now just how many goals we're going to score? Do we no, get? No, 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 this has happened. This has happened off my no, watch. No, 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 no predictions. No, it's just how many goals we're, we're sick. We're sick of predictions. <laughs> Never getting it right. So we did predictions last week. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We only predicted goals. I predicted two. No, you didn't. Listen back. We only predicted how many goals we'd score. I'm predicting three two. Liverpool that's my prediction <laughs> <laughs> I predicted we score two goals and they score one goal <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing goals though aren't we we're not doing just predictions goals. Yeah. just goals so I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the result's going to be Percy but I think we'll score two goals apart from those score specific scores yeah. Yeah. so we score two and they score one I, 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 you wouldn't like I to predict know. you wouldn't like to I predict I just don't know I mean, like what the final the score will be but personally I think we'll definitely score two and they'll definitely score one yeah yeah. So it could be four three. Could be any score. Could yeah. be any sort of score, but I reckon. reckon we, I reckon we'll score three goals. How many goals would you say Everton might score? I think Everton might score three goals. Right. Okay. Right. But you wouldn't like to predict. I wouldn't like to predict right. what the right. outcome of the match would be, but I, th- I think we'll score three goals no, and they'll score three goals. No, clear. I like the way this is going. Obviously, I don't want to up- upset the apple cart. Uh, apple tart. <laughs> Listen in your sick bed. Listen in your coffin. You're fucking dead bastard. Why's your own business when you're sick? Don't come back here and start fucking with the old place again, right? Yeah, I'd I'd say we we will probably see six goals shared, if possible, equally. So that would be. Would you call it a six goal thriller? A six goal thriller. (laughs) With, with, With three going to them and three going to us, but obviously no scores. No, will just be so predicted. Yes. Now, will we score all three, or will they score, score some of the three for us? Which could mean that four goals were scored by them and only two oh, goals. I see what you're doing here. You're tweaking it around. No, yes. I'm just asking because there is there is numbers of combinations. Kevin there. Friend. Yeah. It's, it's always that fucker. It's, it's Martin you know, he's, he, he's like the Leinster Senior League. He's just the fella that lives yeah. around the corner. So they ring him no, on Friday. Kev, Kev you couldn't go match tomorrow in Goodison, could no, you? Two, two, ah, yeah, no bother. The missus oh, out shopping. Two, yeah, two, two. <laughs> two, two, two red cards and a penalty. Yeah. Martin Atkinson's reffing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. He loves a draw. Yep. Marky the draw. Well, that was great. That went really well. <laughs> <laughs> This is Ronnie Whelan here, and you're listening to Tripper Chats. Unbelievable stuff. If you ask me anything about Liverpool FC, I will answer that immediately. I'm an encyclopedia. As you know, I played for Liverpool in the 1980s, won many trophies, played with the likes of Kenny Dagleach, Graeme Sunez. Oh, we were what a team we were. We were just unbelievable. Anyway, Tripper Chats. Okay, I actually don't think it's the worst. Uh, okay. Uh, no, just no. I mean the actual pod. Fucking cake's nice, man. <laughs> well, wrap it up and bring nice. it home with Come you. On. Have it with a cup of tea when Come you get on. home. Let's get onto the trippers, chats. I have one more little bit, and then I'm gonna need the rest of my tea making the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> put it in your. Put it in your. Oh, here, bag. by the way. Oh, Do you like uh, French macarons? I love them when I'm allowed to eat them. Yeah, at the minute it would kill me to look at a load of them, though. I don't know why you plan on being a... <laughs> yeah, probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know where he's coming from. Let's be honest, it's not like I ever last Well, it doesn't matter. Little, little, yeah. have a French um, thing yeah. on this week and they're selling macarons frozen. Oh, yeah? 3 49 for 12. Macaroons or macarons? I call them French macarons. Are they macarons? Yeah. Well, you're probably... You know, you're probably no, they, are, they, are, they are macarons. They're spelled are they? macarons. They're actually, the ones yeah. that you were asking about in Costa. 
about two weeks before yeah. you stitched me up. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do it to Kobe the other day. Yeah, I knew he was gone. <laughs> I was out in the ambulance as well. Um, so I couldn't. But uh, <laughs> now the, the French jokes, yeah. Um, 349 for 12. 12 of them That's are a tenner. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. in, um, I'm frozen. Of uh, Evoca. And a French market, like you can get nice ones, but they generally they, they are what they are. And they have to mix there as well. You can make, out of the mix, I think you can get 24 of them. And the mix is 250. Well, lovely. Mm. They're macaroons. Ready? It's only 1 0 at the end. Mm. Right. <coughs> the chocolate bars used to be macaroons. They were macaroons. They were macaroons. That is, macaroons. That, that is the key. That is the reason anyone know, boy. Like, I, I, any time I ever hear anyone calling macaroons. Now, was the chocolate bar. The thing about the macaroons chocolate bars, what was the one that was like a toffee one? And then there was one that was. Oh, the time bar the time was bar. the one with the clock on the front of it. That That's was the fuck they me. Were they were tea pullers. But they were. Absolutely brilliant. Time, yeah, yeah. time bar. Like it was in the you, same wrapper as the macaroons. One of them toffee and yeah. So he, oh, he said, he said both. Whatever you're having yourself. If you get into a time bar and you open your gums, yeah, you pull the two. You pull whichever week is two days out. Yeah, where it's top or bottom. <laughs> That's the way they worked. Yeah, it's yeah. just glue. They were, yeah. They it was were. just glue. <laughs> it was great glue, though. Man. Caramel, Jesus. And the t- it was really thick. It was t- 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 fucking yeah. dirty. But you know where the factory was? Yeah, just. Um, in Ballymount. Yeah, yeah. Just so there was, like, where was we, we, were, we were a 12 foot wall from, like, Paradise. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> 12 foot wall. <laughs> <laughs> the t- rope ladders being deployed. The time barred orchard. A 12 foot wall was a piece of piss to a fucking 10 year old Green Hillian, like, you know. <laughs> you gotta get over them to get away yeah. from the trads. Piece of piss, especially like, with even with those glasses at the top. Didn't matter. Springboard. Alright, or they used to put on top uh, the like tar- tarry paint the tarry, stuff, yeah. Yeah, the anti climbing paint. Mm. Broken bottles as well. Yeah, yeah glass, yeah. Oh, didn't stop yeah. you, just got your hands cut. You didn't, yep. it didn't matter. Like, if you didn't hold on to the wall too tight, you wouldn't get your yeah. fingers cut. Re- only if you slipped, you'd Because the, gra- the glass was blown from being, young know, being open that yeah. often. And thrown shit yeah. at it. Too. Throw shit at the, at the yeah, top of it. Sand it down. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah once you were up there, you just you went to work on and it. And then for the course, like, you'd know a part of the wall where you'd, it was you'd mark. Yeah, the wall would be marked as the yeah. way to get up and over. It's fucking around. amazing the amount of effort that you used to go into something like. Oh, little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. let's go on to... Uh, yeah, tri- Trippers chats then. Are you doing Trev's big words? I know, because you're back, so we don't need to. Uh, nah. I miss the old big words. They'll show you anyway. They were great, yeah. <laughs> 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 He'll just be waiting for that. Uh, uh, right, they're actually, they're actually, to be fair, right. there was Carl and Kev and Alan and Gav and Cal- uh, Callum and Shane and Chris Nalo all had questions in we'll around me. Uh, to be fair now, I'm not, I'm not that, that much of a, a fucking <laughs> egotist. I'm going to read the There is one that I'm going to ask, because it, we can open it up to everybody else, which is what Box said did Trev enjoy most when he was dead. And uh, that was, that's Alan asked that. And actually it would be Suits for me. Ah, uh, Suits is yeah. brilliant, isn't it? it? I, I just uh, discovered it's it. Magic. My Christ, Harvey Specter's it's tremendous. Ah, uh, That's the first time I've heard anyone actually think the program's good. Like, no, the program's brilliant. Uh, like I watched it, but it's very repetitive. Like I loved it for different reasons. You watch, you watched it for <laughs> Rachel for cake farts. I, I, I don't like Rachel. Like, no, <laughs> serious casting. In, like, I don't you know. like Rachel. Actually, she's really annoying oh. after the first. Uh, no, she's like, not. Uh, she's erected. Okay, you like looking at her, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as a character. 
She becomes really annoying after the first series. Yeah, I go with that. Oh, yeah. but she's out. She's an. Once she hooks up with Mike, that's the end of her as a character. Just mm-hmm. say good night. She's just a bit part player then, and she's nothing good. To she's say a thundering C U N T. Like you know well, what I mean? The way she goes on with him. Yeah, yeah. Like she's but so. Uh, <laughs> Would you put up with that for her? Me? Yeah. No. But like. <laughs> But that doesn't matter. Like, I don't have to put up with it. <laughs> you also don't yeah, get the sleep. Did, did, just, you, just did you watch it today? Yeah. Right no, I, I, I only got the season three, so I, right. I still have a bit left. Yeah. What about anyone else? Any, 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 you're any not a real owner. I'm watching it's a ton through. of stuff at the moment. Well, go on. Sh- uh, I, watched, I watched all the ballers, all the narcos. Holy um, shit. Okay, watched. narcos got a shed later on from, hang on, where is James O'Regan. James. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. I watched that, I watched the... The what you call it, the movie with Benicio del Toro playing Escobar as well. Mm. I preferred Narcos. I think uh, you, if you remove yourself, if you if you work on the basis that it's a program based on as opposed Escobar to rather than you know trying to hit every factual point of what yeah. happened to him, it's actually a well put together program. It's it's ten episodes. Really enjoyed Ballers. The Rock is in Ballers, and and mm. I thought it was going to be absolute shite, but you know it's brain candy. It's it's kind of just something yeah. to throw on and spin through. A few, um, what else? Um, I'm all the way through Peaky Blinders. All the that's way tremendous. Peaky Blinders is brilliant. Okay, that's three um, good shows. And and uh, the other one with um, Timothy Dalton and Timothy Dalton and Eva Green. Oh, the 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 the, yeah. the supernatural thing. Yeah, the, yeah that's yeah. actually quite good as well. I watch a lot of box sets, but I don't have, have I don't have like I don't watch normal TV. I just watch box sets or movies. Andy, can you add to that anything you've watched recently? No, I don't, I'm not a big TV watcher. But no? I don't like, um, start watching Arcos already, but I haven't uh, gone into it recently. No. Phil, I'm afraid really to ask it. you because yeah. you, you, you had the whole uh, abuse you took the last week about uh, about your comedy choices. No, I've, I've, I've just finished with Arcos myself because I was enthralled in Celebrity Big Brother, so... Oh, Jesus, what? Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was awful. I it was gen- I, just I, rails all over the shop. I enjoyed that's it. That's all in my gaff, right? My wife is watching all that. Mm. Now, when she was watching The Real Big Brother, I got into it. I thought it was enjoyable. Back I in did. the day, like? No, no. The Real one there recently. Oh, right. When your man okay, Mark, sorry, the Irish guy, came into it. I was about to some it. sort of credit, but no. <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch the most recent one? Uh, yeah. I will not watch any of that. Really. Okay. Well, then, yeah, then you can't comment because Mark was an absolute cracking wind-up merchant. And it was a fucking get up that he was kicked out that week. It's like just, he should have went on to, for that. These shows can't last watching it. It's, it's, it's just funny. It was just funny. You were able to sit down. You didn't have to think about stuff. Going back to your point, nah. just, and it was just like people fighting and made a change that wasn't me, so I, was, I enjoyed it. That is really, <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Philip Murray wants to know, Andy, if you ever, when you were younger, practiced kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every bloke at some stage every person has probably practiced kissing at some stage like when you're 10 or no, right, well, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm, where? where I'm honestly back of the hand back of the hand back of the hand I don't think I did because I, from a very early age I was in a, in a band and, and <laughs> in a relationship no 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 in a band but you don't get a chance to really practice because it's going on from an early age like will you meet her will you do this will you do that like it's, it's 80 kids blokes and girls stuck together you know what I mean yeah it just happens. Just yeah. happens. You practice. Yeah, you're practicing, but you're practicing with some other, you know, eleven year old who's equally as shit as you are at it. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're. So you you're don't. You don't remember ever. I genuinely don't. I don't ever. I remember, remember the stupid myself. conversations in your ten with girls. Like, oh, do you practice this? Oh, yeah. How do you practice? And then they like they start wearing the back of the hand off themselves. I'm like, well, how do you do a Frenchie? And then you start sticking the tongue out and the whole lot. Like, 
and then you break the background. I mean, the whole kissing thing back then was like there was it was there was high uh, high criticism out there. There was. Like, you didn't want to be known as the bloke who kisses like a washing machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're having a, a game of like kiss yeah. chase and so whatever. If you weren't, like, the bottle. If, yeah. you weren't pra- if you weren't physically practicing, I wouldn't say physically practice, but I probably practiced in my head, like. Yeah. I'd probably in my head going, oh jeez don't do that with like the washing machine like you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't be sloppy and all like so you're, you're pra- maybe practicing I remember I remember being quite young and uh, being asked to meet this young one up at the back of Casa Villards up off the <laughs> up off the Crumlin Road and so we all went up to play snooker or play pool you know and obviously then it was sort of orchestrated that I'd go out just nip out yeah, yeah, yeah. you know this whole fucking scenario and I remember <laughs> I remember kissing starting to kiss her and as soon as I started kissing her she started humming Right. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, the whole head tilt goes because remember when you used to kiss people, your head would stay the same way for yeah, fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were doing your job, you fucking bitch, and you'd be going, oh, da, 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 da. you know. So anyway, I, I, I fucking gave the old close of the eyes, tilt the head, go in for the kill, and as we started to kiss, she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. so I, I, for a minute, I'm going, I'm going. I'll just go with it for a second, see what happens here, right? So, so she's right while she's kissing me. So I'm like, no, fuck this, this is too straight. So I stop. I'm sort of like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, no, I'm grand, I'm grand, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, we we, we go again, will we? <laughs> Tilted the head back in again. <laughs> Three occasions she started humming while we were kissing. <laughs> and, I, and I just went, nah, listen, nah, I'm going to head back into the house. <laughs> just fucking bailed out. I was only about 12, you know what I mean? But still to this day, it sticks with me as being the fucking, probably the weirdest kissing experience. <laughs> and I mean, teeth, you know, you know, if it, oh, chomper, uh, like uh, clashy teeth. Uh, just gnawing uh, at you. It's like if, if, if they really go in. Like everyone's different, I suppose, but when they go uh, and then they bash teeth, and yeah. it's like they're going, Oh, jeez, mind the Delph love. Yeah, it's like, I'm not putting my tongue in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just smashing around. <laughs> I remember going up to the bowler as well, like after being in fucking uh, one of the discos. What was it? Coco's? No, 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 no. no, no. This, is young, like, this is young. This is young. Fogs are. Mary's Jules. used to have one as well. Yeah, it was yeah. and. Uh, and like myself and me mate were with these young ones and then we met up with a baller we went around the back of the baller and just <laughs> about t- two minutes there like you just hear your one and me mate like and the one goes you dirty bastard fuck off okay. <laughs> and I ruined everything but what happened was but what happened was he went to uh, tune in radio Moscow <laughs> <laughs> and she says uh, put it down get your hand down and he went down <laughs> in the horse. <laughs> she, she just it. wanted an over jumper. Yeah, he, he thought that was an invitation. He thought, geez, she's forward. This one's game. This one's game. I don't Sexy Edmund Tom with Trev Downer. 
Thanks for the cue. Uh, thanks to Astro Park here in Tala for being our genial host. You log on to astropark.ie, you'll get all your info about the types of football you can play here. Now, it occurs to me that day trippers are not sponsored by MailChimp or Squarespace, and really we should fix that. So, if you guys are listening out there, we're interested. (laughs) Competition winner for the Five Times show in Dublin, David Whelan. And your day trippers tonight were Sasha Nakrani, Stephen Daly, Andy Young, Phil Casey, and my own dead self, Trev Danny. Uh, James Collard's wondering, what's your guilty pleasure? Something that you enjoy that you don't really like to talk about. So you, and now I want you to admit it to everyone on a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm definitely James, not going to sure that's that's soapy thumb up the hole. So. <laughs> yeah, shit, keep that one to yourself. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So don't tell anyone. We'll put that's the real one. ones in, okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Phil never stitches anybody up. I'll definitely edit that one out. <laughs> I'll just flag it there. <laughs> Goodison Derby on Sunday lunchtime. So, uh, what's going on here, you fuckers? What happened there? What happened there? <laughs> he just fucking cracked one out there. He just oh, literally just... leaned off the thing. <laughs> it was a cake fart. <laughs> Do you remember cake farts, actually? Google cake farts. Lemon party and cake farts. No, I don't oh, lemon party. Don't Google lemon party. Google cake farts. Oh. Do you remember cake farts? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking oh, about, fella. No, thank Christ. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Four cake farts online. Are you getting there? Yeah, what's cake farts? <laughs> You know what I love? Cake farts. (laughs) 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 Oh, I had a profile. Oh, fucking deal for cop. (laughs) That's the name for tonight, isn't it? I didn't even record that. (laughs) Deal for cop. Oh, God. (laughs) He's right, though. I want cop. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.